Welcome to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Your host, Jesse Jameson, has a real treat for you. You are about to hear a great story. And if Jesse brings his A-game, some good commentary too. And later on, we'll let you know how you can join Jesse as a guest. Now, without further ado, here's Jesse. Welcome back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Today's friend is Reggie from Los Angeles. And the title of Reggie's story is The Incredible Life of Reggie. Reggie, I met you the other day and you and I spoke. And one of the things you said that really blew me away is that basically you did not attend high school. And I'm not giving away your story yet, but there's a lot of people that leave high school after a year or two or maybe three or four. But you ended up not really going to high school much at all. I know that uh, right now you're one of the top rated building inspectors for the state of California. You deal a lot with checking over the schools and what have you, which I think is just amazing for a guy that doesn't have that uh, high school or college uh, education. With that being said, you found some way to go from point A to point B, and that's why we have you here today. Thank you for being on, Jesse Jameson and friends. The floor is yours. Morning, Jesse. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here and to have the opportunity to um, share my experiences that I've encountered along the way of my life. Uh, We're talking about over four decades of real life's hardcore experiences where I started my journey pretty much on my own at the age 13. Um, I I knew I was walking down the street that day and I said, I got to do something. I got to leave. Prior to that, I'd already started working after school hours. This was in junior high school. And before I knew it, I had people coming to the house that I'd never seen before in my life, asking for me by name, wanting me to do work for them. So Now, what, what were you doing in junior high school that was so impressive that they obviously saw you at, a, at an adult level? What were you doing, like construction? I was just going around knocking on doors, asking people do they have work they needed done around their houses. So you became a a landscaping entrepreneur, so to speak. So to speak, yeah. And I also worked with uh, like construction workers and stuff that were remodeling their homes and stuff. And I was really good with tools. I just had this natural ability to be good with tools. Reggie, uh, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your story, but whenever I hear about a young person uh, doing landscaping, I always, I always kind of envision them going around to the neighborhood kids saying, hey, I'll give you four or five bucks an hour to help me. And then you're getting paid maybe 10 or 15 or 20 bucks an hour so that you can kind of profit off that and make your operation bigger. Did it get that big in junior high or was it just you and your individual work was so nice people, the word got around? It was just me individually, and it it got to the point where I was making some good money. And at that age, you know, I had saved up like four or five thousand dollars, which was unheard of for a kid from where I came from. And uh, what years? What what years are this? Because four or five thousand sounds impressive to me nowadays, but I'd imagine it was back what in the seventies. Yeah. Okay. So back then, that would be like. 10, 15,000 now, right? Or at least it would feel like it, I'd imagine. I Probably more, probably more the way the stock market's going. <laughs> um, so that was my getaway money. And I secretly uh, bought my own plane ticket, left the state of California, headed back 
to meet my some of my relatives that I grew up without at that point still not around. Then I got arrested by the state police. Wait a minute, pause. So you're escaping from something, but you're not really giving us an idea of what you're escaping from. So that's what I'm interested in. Were you, okay. did, you, did you have parents that were maybe abusive? Were they cool with you going to live with relatives uh, or, no. or, vi- or visit relatives? What, what, what made you hate being at home so much that you said enough with this? I grew up in a very extremely physically and mentally abusive environment. Um, I'm going to roll back to when I was five years old. My father committed suicide in front of me. He shot himself. Oh, no. And um, that's, that's where that's where everything basically nose died. From there on out, it just tanked. By the time I was eight years old, um, I already knew that I was going somewhere else. And uh, so we're, we're talking from the ages of, five to 13 that's eight years i grew up really fast i would imagine you saw I, um, you saw things in first grade that you know adults haven't ever seen you know yeah <clears throat> so i was carving my life out by doing these odd jobs and stuff saving money and that rolled over into me building the company that i have now um like I said, I got arrested when I was 15, brought back home, sent back to school. And within that was my first few months of high school. And then I got my because school starts at the end of this in the fall. So I got my learner's permit in November and I was gone. I, I just left again. Why did, you, why, did, why, why did you get arrested, Reggie? I, whenever I think of a young teenager getting arrested, I, I think of maybe them going into garages and stealing soda pops or or something, you know, maybe they steal a candy bar in the store and get caught, what, what, shoplifting or, or maybe even loitering. What, what was your offense? I, I got arrested because I was a runaway fugitive. Okay. Bottom line. And uh, so came back to California and re-registered in school. A couple months later, I was gone. I've never been home since. And, you know, I'm in my mid-50s now. Are your parents still alive? Do you know? Well, you know, my father, not. And then my mom, probably within a year after that, we had moved, came out west here, and she met some big bully, I call it. And she married a bully, brought him home without any notice or anything. And the guy was a bully. Now, I've learned how to thank him for that because it toughened me up. If all these experiences didn't happen, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. But um, from there on out, I basically started my own construction company as a handyman and started working for odd jobs and stuff. And I worked on a bowling alley for couple of years. Now that would be it. That would be an awesome job. I love bowling and I'm sure you occasionally got to play for free since you work there. Yeah. Back to what yeah. you said earlier, because I feel like that's such a big point. You know, I feel like a lot of our moms uh, and, and women in general, uh, they seem to be attracted many times to the, the tough guy, the bad boy, if you will. 
And it's right. one, it's one thing if you do that when, you know, you don't have kids, but when you start bringing those authoritarian, it, you know, this, I'm in this house now and it's going to be my way or the highway. And they're willing yep. to actually kind of get, you know, where they throw a little bass in their voice and they start puffing their chest out. It's really intimidating to kids. I'm sorry that you had to experience that. Uh, I had an experience where my mom's uh, boyfriend was beating her to a pulp when I was five years old, and I had to run through the hallway of the house to go to the neighbor's house. So I know what it's like to feel that intimidation at a young age. Now, you were probably older than five, but based on your experience at, at five with you know witnessing your father's passing right in front of you, um, you've seen some horrific things that are you know worse than I have. And I feel like I've seen some bad things in my day, you know? So with that being said, there there was one silver lining to this extremely dark cloud. It motivated you to start to become the person that you are today. So when you were working for the bowling alley, though, was that a fun job? Or did you look at all your jobs as just a stepping stone to the next goal? Well, they were all stepping stones, but this was actually kind of a cool um, project because it was once called the, the Montgomery Ward shopping center and we turned it into a bowling alley and I got to do the whole project and I did learn to get the bowl really well and then the guy who had the contract on the job old man Joel Uh uh-oh so it looks like we uh, might have a slight technical difficulty with Reggie so for the people that are just tuning in now Today's guest is Reggie from Los Angeles. The title of Reggie's story, again, is The Incredible Life of Reggie. I had a phone call with this gentleman a couple weeks back, and the story he said just really blew me away. So back in the day, he was basically in a situation where he didn't have many funds, and he didn't have a family that you know was really supportive of him. As you just heard, his mom, after uh, his dad committed suicide in front of him at age five, his mom, uh, you know, brings a rough, tough uh, boyfriend into the house that starts intimidating Reggie to the point where Reggie decides to go ahead and, and move out and be on his own. The only problem was it wasn't like Reggie was 16 or 17 and had a couple of years of high school and a car, you know, uh, underneath him and, and, you know, and a little bit of experience uh, uh, under his belt. He had experience in one thing, his landscaping business. He knew how uh, to make money and he knew that for his own safety and well-being, he had to definitely get the heck out of there. You know what I mean? So uh, we're hoping here that Reggie goes ahead and tries to click back in to join us. Uh, If not, uh, well, we'll just continue without him. So it looks like uh, Reggie has come back with us. Reggie, sorry about that little glitch there, but I basically just recapped uh, to the audience what has happened so far in your story Basically, we're to the point where I wanted to tell you, you know, these abusive boyfriends had one good effect on you. The one silver lining I see in the dark cloud was it motivated you to kind of become the person you were today. So you started on a string of certain jobs that I assume each job you took a little bit of knowledge and sa- and savviness from, right, to, to go to your next step. Where we are right now in the story is the bowling alley. You said it was a fun job, Correct. Yeah, old man Stanzioni, this Italian guy. He was pretty cool, dude. In fact, I was walking through a parking lot somewhere. No, I was in a Home Depot. And I looked at this guy behind me. 
in line. I go, Joe, it's you. I hadn't seen the guy in like 19 years. He taught me a lot of stuff. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. The best bosses are the ones that after hours, you know, maybe they treat you to a lunch or maybe they just talk with you in their office for a couple minutes. But the best ones are the ones that give you some good stuff that you can actually use in life. You know what I mean? Whether it be a story that has a moral behind it or whether they just give you some friendly advice. It sounds like this was the type of guy that was probably a really cool friend that, you know, you got lucky and met through the job process, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And um, anyway, he taught me a lot about master carpentry. And I I was really naturally good at it. And I just went out and I started, you know, advertising like in the penny saver, these little side magazine, you know. Right. I I, I remember when I was younger, we would see kids uh, that would actually distribute the penny saver magazine. So here's the cool thing, just by my what I've taken from your story thus far. You've got a a way to take care of a person's backyard. Now you've got a a, a way to take care of some of their stuff on the inside with by, by learning basically how to become a master carpenter while prob- you probably know how to take care of a bowling alley as well, right? If the, uh, if the yeah, yeah. machine gets stuck and stuff. So you're starting to develop a good repertoire of skills. And those skills are something that many high schools don't necessarily have the ability to teach you. I took woodshop class and I know if I would have kept taking it, you know, you would, I assume, learn more progressively challenging things that you would master, but you got to experiencing the, experience them in real life. Where did you end up taking some of those skills and, and knowledge to? Well, um, because I was still young and on the street, by the time I was 17, I joined the Marine Corps because we were in a recession at that time. I learned you know, military skills that I brought forward with me. When I got out of the military, I went right back into advertising because I wanted to be a businessman. I wanted to be a successful businessman. That was my whole goal because I wanted to have a better, just a better life, a better opportunity to um, have more than what I did growing up. Now, didn't you have people along the way that would say, do you have a high school diploma? Where'd you go to college? I no. would ima- or, or was that, okay, let's say when you went into an interview or tried to meet up with somebody did you ever have a fear of that, that they were going to ask you these type of questions? Uh, no, to be honest with you, the, um, I have a mentor now that says, your guy, that I'm one of the most fearless persons he's ever met. <laughs> uh, he goes, you're just not afraid of anything. <clears throat> so, which is pretty much true. But to answer the question, no, I just... I would just go to construction sites and see if they had work. I became a peace worker, which is basically uh, you're an entrepreneur. You know, even though you're on a payroll, you're still peace working. So you're learning how to build a business at the same time. And I got really good at it. In fact, I got super good at it. Now, the reason you got good is because just like a person gets good if they shoot free throws all the time through repetition, you, you slowly develop skill. So what happens is you go out for a job or two looking for work, right? But at the same time, you're learning new skills every single time that you're going out, right? I'd imagine your body's also growing and getting stronger as you're, as you're aging and becoming a young man. We're going to take a quick break, Reggie, and uh, to the audience at home when we get back. 
we'll come back and continue with the incredible okay. life of Reggie. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When it comes to financial planning, most of us would probably rather have a root canal. Math, budgets, keeping ourselves and our loved ones secure after retirement, planning for retirement, risk, reward, and the like. How do you find the answers you need? Tune into Fiscal Fitness with John Grace and co-host Daniel Medina. They'll help you feel more secure in your investments and your future. Listen every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand Internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. And we're back. Thank you uh, at home for joining in today. We're with Reggie. Reggie, the story of, of your life so far is the incredible life of Reggie or the story that you're sharing today. Right now, uh, you're just getting ready to go into the military, but during our commercial break, you told me you were going to go ahead and skip over your two and a half years in the military. So the floor is yours. Tell us what's going on in your life when you, uh, you know, after your military stint. So coming right out of the military, I went to uh, um general contracting school. You didn't have to have a high school diploma. You just had to have years of experience, real, real experience. And because I had, in my earlier, younger childhood days, I had developed um, a lot of skills and practices. And I had someone, uh, a general contractor, sign for me to go to the school because I had enough years in to do that. At this point, I was like 20 years old, 19 or 20, been out of the military at that time. 
And so I got my general contractor's license at a real young age. How many, how many, how many years of schooling is that in the general contractor school? Um, it's just, there was no, it wasn't a limited thing. You just go through the schools and I would say it was six months. Okay. Okay. It was just, a, it was like a professional trade school. Was school hard for you or was it one of those things that it, because you enjoyed the topic, it, it was easy? Uh, because I really loved the building industry. Um, it was, it went, came to me pretty natural and I got right through it, got my license and then I started advertising and I've been basically this serial entrepreneurial guy since I was uh, a teenager, basically. Um, I've never failed at anything, I guess, or I've just always gotten through it. The challenges just kept coming at me and I get through them. Now, Reggie, so far you've brought us to the point where you're a very young adult, but you haven't mentioned any Cindy Lou's or any Tiffany Marie's. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming you might've had an advantage by maybe not dating or getting serious with a person. Could I, am I wrong here though? Did you date and did you get serious? And w- would that have held you back from some of these goals you achieved? Um, it probably would have, but I wasn't, I was dating. I was kind of like, uh, you know, you're a young guy, you're a playboy type. Um, I was out learning and I was always moving around, you know, and this is one of the things that led to me leaving at the age of 13. Cause um, after my father's suicide, my mom, she just kept moving us and, uh, during, throughout elementary school. I would go to three elementary schools in a year. That's how often we moved. Those are things that are supposed to make it darn near impossible for you to succeed. So when 90% of businesses fail, it, it, the 10% must have looked optimistic to you because you were already in the you know, one in a million category for even getting out of that situation, it sounds like. Yeah. And I just, when I made that decision when I was 13 years old was uh, I just knew I had to leave where I wasn't going to live. I wasn't going to survive. I didn't leave. Um, And I just knew it instinctly. And so I did have a couple of people support me in doing, making that decision. One of them was one of the old ladies. for her and um she completely supported me in it because she knew what was going on so anyway to fast forward to that then in my early 20s you know i moved up into the desert it was a boom town construction wise so and i was really good i got a good name going for myself and so the next 10 12 years till the next recession hit um i did well and i grew i continued to educate myself by any means that I could. Uh, And incidentally, I did get, even though I didn't go to high school, I did test out and get a general education diploma just to make sure I had one, even though they're not really recognized. And that moved me forward. And that allowed me to, the GED allowed me to get into some coursework like at junior colleges. I can go to junior colleges and take some coursework, which I did do, which I was learning about contract law, which was uh, something I needed the experience in because I'm a contractor. So it's not that it's not really that you didn't go to school. It's kind of the unique route that it kind of went 
that school came to you. Yeah. I, I went a total backwards way. That was the only thing I had. That was the only way I could do it because I didn't grow up in a family, traditional family. I didn't go to school traditionally. I didn't go off to college traditionally. Um, That's what's encouraging about this story so far, Reggie. There's probably people in the audience that are in a similar situation where they grew up in a dysfunctional family. Could have been, you know, worse than yours, could have been less, but at the same time, it's, it's horrible for them, right? Right. And, and all of a sudden, they, they're listening to your story thinking, well, this guy must have been really freaked out about going back to school because he didn't even barely attend high school. But you went the route of studying up for your GED, you passed it. You started taking advantage of going to the local junior college or community college, if you will. So at this point now, I'm speaking to a guy that does have some college education. But like I said, it's one of those things that it's it's still kind of unique that it happened for you, because usually when people are out of school for a certain amount of years, it's darn near impossible for them to want to go back. You know what I mean? Well, you know, in my current day's life, as it is now. I've created um, an, uh, how do you say, uh, an executive success training program that's been continued education accredited by the world's largest code council, um, and they're a, and they're an educational institute. It took this me is here. this is a course that you've created for others to take, right? So now you yes. go now you go from a situation where at one time you didn't even go to high school. Now all of a sudden you're providing education for people. Now this is this isn't like Donald Trump's education thing that he offered, right? Where where it's you know some unaccredited or what have you. It sounds like this is the real deal. This so, is the real deal. Yeah. By the way, I did take that Donald Trump course in my twenties. <laughs> did it did it help you in any way, shape, yeah. or form? Yeah, I did. I actually learned a lot about real estate um, purchasing and, you know, and a lot of, I know a lot of people discredit it, but it was actually a pretty good course for me because it was a form of education. It taught you the ins and outs of real estate contract law. Well, and if it, and if it did help you get your feet wet back into the education system, I assume there's a blessing there as well. It kind of showed you that, yeah, I'm capable of sitting down, listening to the audio and video from these, you know, learning seminars, and I'm I'm capable of learning this. Uh, so, in that regard, you know, it's invaluable, I suppose. Yeah, I think you know, like I've been married a few times. So it looks like we're having some more trouble here with Reggie's video. Ruined my life. So Reggie, I don't know if you know this, but you kind of blurred out there for a minute. It could be my connection. It could be yours. But either way, we didn't quite get that. I heard that you had two divorces. So now I'm thinking maybe there were some girls there that were holding you back (laughs) along the way, right? So you're too divorced. You know, my picker wasn't that good because I didn't have the experience, you know, of the life experience, how to, how to pick your wife, how to pick a friend. You know, I just went by the seat of my pants basically. And uh, one of them was nine years long. The other one was six years long. 
All right. So, so it's, it's not like you had six week relationships. These were obviously people that at one point you did care about them. They did care about you, but instead of growing together long-term, it sounds like in both cases you grew apart. Yeah. 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 And I, I know that in fact, um, but you know, through all of this, I had to learn how to be thankful and grateful for this. The same as I did for my father killing himself in front of me. I had to learn how to thank him for doing that. Did you ever find any uh, closure with, uh, with that? Did you ever find out, like, was it because he was stressed or did he deal with depression? Did you ever find out? Um, I don't know what his problems were. Um, I heard some really negative stuff about his and my mom's relationship. And she had an affair with his best friend is what I was told. And that was back in the 60s. So, so I would, I would assume that, you know, whenever you're dealing with tough struggles in life and then you go through uh, an affair or situation with, with your spouse, I would imagine that, you know, some people out there that would be enough, you know, to kind of push them over the edge. Yeah. yeah. E- either way, it sounds and, but like, like- <clears throat> yep. I was just going to say either way, it sounds like for him to choose to, to finish his life out, you know, in a situation where you would be right there. Uh, seems really hard for for me to kind of fathom, but e- but either way, it's it's it is what it is. You went through that. You are where you are now. Do you have any children, Reggie? No. Um, my first wife had uh, two miscarriages, and then I never had um, ever had that with anybody. But I'm not depressed over that. What I'm trying to say is that. I learned to find the blessing inside the the dark cloud with my father's thing, which was about 15 years ago. I can fully thank him and love him for what he did because he gave me the biggest gift of all by doing that. He gave me the gift to want to live life. That is a wonderful gift. And and I learned how to do that. um, it was through a breakthrough process with Dr. John Martini, who's the world's foremost leading expert in uh, human behavior and leadership and development and getting. So to the listeners at home. The closet huh? So hold on. So I got to poke fun at you a little bit here, Reggie. So the, to the listeners at home. If you ever uh, do any entrepreneurial stuff and you come on the Jesse Jameson and Friends show, make sure you have a really good high-speed internet connection. <laughs> Reggie, I think today we just have a little bit of a bad connection. It could be on my end. I, it's on your it's end. probably me because I don't have a good service here where I'm at, and but it gets me by, so I don't worry about it. Um, I do know I should look into that in the near future because of where I'm going and stuff. But to roll back to, you know, getting married at a young age and growing apart, um, going bankrupt a few times. Oh, so there has been some failure. I kind of got this feeling that you were this man, you know, personal made savant. You have had some failures in life, both personal, but, you know, because let's face it, when we get divorced, it's not like that was a win. Yeah, that was right? a crush. And, and no, then, yeah. 
And then with the bankruptcies, obviously there were times when, you know, you took your right to have a bankruptcy and, and it sounds like you did it more than once. So obviously you had to uh, learn through some failure, which is kind of a good part of the story as well, because I think there's a lot of us, myself included, that have had to go through some failures in life. You know what I mean? But it doesn't necessarily define us. What, what have you learned from failure? In the training program, in the training program that I created and got continued education approved, I go over this. I, I have pictures of me with mounds of freaking lawsuit paperwork everywhere and showing that I got through all of this stuff. Um, at one point, my health got so bad from the intense stress and just in my body started failing on me. I was going, I went to the doctor because I thought I was internally bleeding. Um, stress, stress can age you. It sounds like you aged 15 years, right? While you're going through this to the point where you had to go to the doctors because it was affecting your health. Um, oh, yeah. Was there ever times where you thought about taking your own life during these stresses? No, that was one thing. Ever, a lot of people thought I, because I, what happened to me as a young guy, they thought I would turn that way, but I never did. I just got over it and started over. I've started over my life five times already, age of five, age of 13, um, in my 20s. Bankruptcies have to start me over. I filed bankruptcy twice. The second one, which was right here, about 13 years ago, um, I was almost, I was damn near a million dollars in debt, making only 75, 80,000 a year. And um, it just wiped me out. My body exploded, it swelled up. Yeah, I couldn't walk a mile in an hour and 10 minutes. And I, the doctors just said, bottom line, after three months of intense testing of everything in my body, they found nothing wrong, medically speaking. But he said, I, all I can tell you right now, buddy, is you're about two years away before you die. You're going to die in the next couple of years if you don't change what's going on in your life. He goes, he goes there's one thing I want you to understand. He goes, is it worth dying over what you're going through? And he said, that was it. What were you going through from a business point of view? Because obviously, if you have a million dollars of a bankruptcy, obviously, you're doing some investments that are going wrong. You're probably yeah, having everything. some bad uh, deals go through. Yeah, yeah, and I basically was charging up credit cards and credit accounts um, to pay for things, just like everybody else does. And then, you know, I had a big house out in the desert. And it was just too much home for me to take care of. And I let that go. I just walked away from it. And I was in a big battle with, you know, the banks and the lawsuits with the banking system. And So we're about ready to go to break. Reggie had a little bit of glitch on his uh, connection with me again, but that's okay because it's perfect timing. We're going to be going to break here. But for the listeners at home, I feel like Reggie and I have something in common that he doesn't know about yet. I've gone through a foreclosure. I've gone through a bankruptcy. I've gone through, uh, you know, having yeah. feelings of hopelessness because of bills and because of personal relationships. I think we all have had bad days and 
your your worst days might be ahead of you for the, for the people listening at home. So stories like uh, Reggie's and even mine are encouraging because Reggie is doing good now. And when we come back from break, we're going to ask him about how good he's doing now. And with yours truly, I'm debt free now. And I actually have a, a little money that I've saved, you know, not a millionaire by any means. But the point is, you got to get to debt free. You got to start, you know, moving forward. And not everybody's goal includes debt free, right? But either way, when we come back from break, we're going to speak to Reggie a little bit about some good stuff that's happening now. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When it comes to financial planning, most of us would probably rather have a root canal. Math, budgets, keeping ourselves and our loved ones secure after retirement, planning for retirement, risk, reward, and the like. How do you find the answers you need? Tune into Fiscal Fitness with John Grace and co-host Daniel Medina. They'll help you feel more secure in your investments and your future. Listen every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. We're back! So, hey. Reggie, we had two segments that I thought were really cool, but at the same time, they, there was a little sadness in both those segments, right? Dealing with what you had to deal with as a child. We ended kind of talking about how 13 years ago you went through your second bankruptcy because we wanted to let the pe- people know at home that, you know, hey, it's not like Reggie was a Superman and never experienced failure. You've had some failures. But I would imagine over the last eight years, things have gotten progressively better, maybe even over the last 13 years or whatever since your bankruptcy. 
tell us a little bit about how you've really started to pull, turn things around. Okay, so 13 years ago was when I met Dr. Martini, And although I thought he was a flake and a fraud at the beginning, turned out that he became a great mentor for me. And he just kept telling me, Reggie, you got everything already. Just put it together, chunk it out. And he goes, it doesn't matter what order it goes. So I started building this training program that I've mentioned earlier, but it was all up here. And everybody thought I was crazy, but I just kept plugging away and plugging away. And you got to remember, I'm upside down in the world right now. I'm broke. I'm bankrupt. I'm foreclosed on and a dirty um, divorce. And my body physical health was failing. So from that point on, I just said, you know what? I'm going to succeed. I'm going to survive. I want to build this training program, but I didn't know how, but it is done. And what I'll add to it over the past 13 years, it's step-by-step progressions that um, I'm a hundred percent debt free. Now I've paid everybody off that I couldn't pay off in the bankruptcy or that couldn't be discharged in the bankruptcy. Such as, such, as, such as IRS and child support yeah. and stuff, right? Just all the things that aren't allowed, like education. Right. Fees. You can't I get had, rid of that student loan debt, right? I you had, had to pay that. Right. I had borrowed some money to take some courses. Uh, in fact, it was those types of colleges out there that accept you for life's experience and you get a, a little college diploma. And I got one. In- <laughs> you know that. Hold on. This is this, this, hold on. This, hold on. You got to pause right there. So your so your video, your your feed with me blurred out again. But it, it happened at the funniest time. It sounded like you were about to say the college you went through. So they would have gotten this nice plug. Right. But then all of a sudden, almost like the hand of God came down and said, blurp out this video and audio. So hold on. So give them another chance. What was that college that you went to? You were just about to say it, I think, and it blurted out. I went to one of those college or education institutions that allowed you to um, attend their courses without a, and give you a college degree without actually going to college. Basically, you had to prove your life's experience was valid. You had to prove six years that I had a lot more than that at that time. Okay, so you had and, to prove uh, six years of on-hand experience, and you did, right? And then what was yeah. the next thing? So, and, you know, so the next thing is, is I, I did the courses, what portion I had to do. I got a, what I'm going to call basically another general education diploma, like the high school one that you didn't go to, but I got it. Um, that was about right around, you know, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. Um, so anyway, to move forward, the um, <clears throat> on with my successes and stuff, I started climbing the ladder. Oh, by the way, um, I'm one of the youngest guys to ever have passed the uh, California Division of the State Architect Senior Class One uh, Building Inspector Licensing Training ever. I was the youngest guy to ever do that, and I didn't go to any formal schools or anything. And it was all about life's experience and how you look at the, the blueprints and you look at the people out there and look what they're doing and you sort, sift and separate it, all of it. 
and you create something out of it. So out of that, stair-stepping up over the past 13 years or 14 years now, I've become one of the top-notch, number one, most sought-after building inspectors for uh, community college work here in Los Angeles. So in, in, in Miami a couple weeks back or a couple uh, months back, that mm -hmm. hotel that hotel came down. Do you think that's something that you could have prevented if you would have had a chance to inspect that? Or is your inspection process maybe different? Well, that's a private sector project. It's the, the work that I inspect is like 60 times greater than that or more intense. <clears throat> let's, let's say you visited your cousin there. And all of a sudden, you were able to kind of walk around the interior and check out everything, you know. Do you think you would have been able to see some telltale signs that... Oh, yeah. I Look, I can see through walls, basically. I've always been really good. People always growing up and having contractor friends and stuff, and they'd ask me questions. And they go, how do you know about all this stuff? I go, I can just tell by the way things are. I had, like, this innate ability like i did with tools and stuff i just was the best out there for a second there i thought you were going to say you have x-ray vision because you said you could see through walls but you're saying that you just have a feel for when something's yes. not right right and that's an excellent feel so reggie just just for fun what what are some of the things that like if i if i were an up-and-coming 17 18 year old and i bumped into you at the park and we started talking about my future what, what, do you, what would you tell an up-and-coming high school kid as far as, you know, maybe a route he or she might want to consider? I would tell him, obviously, take my courses because I teach stuff that's not taught in any conventional school at all. In fact, when the attorneys copyright and trademark my program, they did the global search on it. For, it's a six-month minimum and to see if I'm not copywriting someone. And it, the bottom line, when they were finished, they said that uh, it was one of the most well put together courses they've ever seen. They couldn't find nothing anywhere close to what I've created. And, you have uh, something special and obviously you stand behind it. So you feel like it's something that if a person were at home and they decided to try out your course, it would really give them some meat and potato stuff that they could take to help path the way look, their future. I guarantee you, yes, this program works for it's so good it, even a child could read it and understand How, it what's the website give it a plug reggie um, it's, it's just reggielacina.com oh okay so they go to reggielacina.com they're going to have access to courses is it like six or seven courses or is it hundreds of courses no there's there's 10 courses they're both accredited for continued education by the international building code council and um, oh, so by the way, this is for people that are interested in carpentry and building and architecture. It's, it's it's for everything. It applies to every industry. It applies to your home life because we are all creators. We're co-creating and co-constructing, co-building our lives every day with everything we do. We're either breaking them down or we're building them back up. Um, <clears throat> now, do you mean that literally if I was a do-it-yourselfer type, would, can a do-it-yourselfer take advantage of these courses? Yes. Or is oh, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm hands down. These, the content of this, all 10 courses start and end the same, but in the middle, it's different content. I got 10 different programs. My most recent one was created during COVID right now, 
called um, the Foundations of Crisis Prevention and Management, which is, I mean, it is just really phenomenally good. I was so impressed how it, well it came out. What it did is it created itself as the pilot program to all the other nine programs. So if somebody were to take your courses, is it one of those things where are they free courses? Do they cost X amount? Can they, can, they break, can, they, can they break them down per course or do they have to take all 10? If you take all 10, you get a special package deal. And if you come back to the live training, which you get double the credit for, so it's double dipping, um, which I actually, I just started the live trainings again last weekend. This past so weekend. Is that like a webinar type thing? Or is no. that where you guys actually meet in a physical location? Yeah, you need the physical location. Uh, the courses are all on a learning management system. So if you're working for a company, they can track your progress. The courses are all five hours long. Um, they, they talk. I start off by sharing my ex life's experience up to this point in it. And then I close by letting you know how, where to go, what to do next. And it's just, it's a mindset gift shift. I mean, I'm pulling stuff out of your mind where our, our education system we know is not the best. And it doesn't teach students or college students or grad students when they come out into the real world, they're clueless still. I see this all the time. I work with these highly educated people all the time and they're still clueless about <clears throat> how to get through all of this stuff. And that's what my courses are all about. So they're book smart. They know the theories behind stuff, but then when it comes to applying it, they're just way behind the curve, right? So, yeah, you, you, yeah. you know, somebody that didn't even have the education that they did, you've met people that have way more talent <laughs> than them, right? But at the same time, you have to help people get to where they need to be. Your courses are, are kind of that, I don't want to say shortcut, because they're definitely accredited courses, right? It's just a yeah. situation where they can get you where you need to, to have that knowledge that you absolutely exactly. need. Exactly. And it applies to any industry, any sector, no matter what. It, it applies to your home life. And it also... Can you give us an example of that, though? Because, Reggie, I got to be honest with you. It sounds a little vague when you say that. If, I, if I'm a housewife at home or a house husband, it's not necessarily for every buddy with every industry right it, it, okay, gotta be I'll, I'll just rephrase it then anybody can use this course any one of them all one or all 10 of them they can apply it to their everyday areas of life your spirituality your your finances your family your social worker your physical body and then i have nine more mindsets that wrap around all of this and helps you look because no one knows how to think right with all this chaos and disorder going on that's one of the biggest problems in society today and i'm teaching you how how to do that and get through it i did it myself this course is about everything that i've done myself and put it together to where it got a, an education now reggie your video just blurped out but i think i get the gist of um, what you're you I can get, reuse these Re reggie your video uh keeps blurting out so let me just place you on pause real quick. So it sounds to me like what Reggie's saying is he kind of created a success formula for himself that worked and self-admittedly post bankruptcy. But, but the point is he was able to take stuff prior to his bankruptcy plus stuff when he was able to get a fresh start because of his last bankruptcy. 
and he was able to kind of find courses where you could kind of get inside his mind and get get a little bit of the knowledge that that you have correct reggie and yeah. i assume and i assume when you have the reg the 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 knowledge that that you have reggie plus the experience and and kind of what you're thinking of then all of a sudden you'll start to see things differently because it sounds like you see things differently than you did maybe when you were less successful true and and that's part of it everything look mindset is the currency of the future period hands down and we don't teach that in our educational systems i'm teaching that here i've got nine different ways i want you to come to the take the course online first then come to the live training because you'll get double the bang for your buck or triple. Now, now did, did you do anything special in the course of getting debt free i mean was there some hardcore commitment there where you know did you maybe not go out for my a, bills yeah so you didn't go out for x amount of months or years and just kind of focused on getting those bills paid off yeah like i said i'm debt free and have been for a couple of years my savings and investing is growing. My, um, my income and net worth, my business is growing. Um, like I said, you can go to wfbconsulting.net. You can see the courses there too as well, but you'll see the rest of what I've done on my business website. Uh, my regulacina.com, we're focusing on, that's the brand of the training program. And then... Um, What's gonna, what, what are you going to be doing in the future, Reggie? Because we have about two minutes left. Okay, what? so real quick, in the future, what I want to do is create a foundation around the training program and get it in, get licensed distributors in all the major key cities around the United States and have them train and sell a program. And then once a month, what I, my, my big thing is to, I want to find one man and one female, or one male, one female of a younger age that has distressful lives that they similar to my background and they're going to compete to get the whole training program for free once a month. I think that would be awesome. And Reggie, that's what I, I want to do. Reggie, I, I, I want to thank you so much for being on Jesse Jameson and friends. I love whenever people have stories that, you know, are just heart wrenching and tough at the beginning. What's the name of that book there? Give us a plug here. This is the, this, is the, uh, this was the original prototype. The old name was Beat the Building Inspector, but I had to double brand because the International Code Council, they ended up not liking the name after about three years. So they made me rebrand it. It's now called Working with the Building Inspector. That's working with the building inspector inside of you. This is all about you, the person who's how to get you from where you're at to where you want to go. That's what this stuff is all about. You go on my website. Which is once again reggielacina.com. Building business relationships for life. And uh, it's free. It's a free PDF download. Or if you want the hard copy, you can buy it off of Amazon. And again, that book is called B Business Relationships for Life by yep. Reggie Lacina. Lacina is L I C I N A, L A C I N A, excuse me. And uh, first name Reggie. So, for everybody tuning in, thank you for listening once again to Jesse Jameson and friends. We'll be here again next week with a new friend. But until then, uh, Reggie, let's both tell them goodbye together. We'll see you guys next week. You guys have a good one. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Jesse Jameson and Friends. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Be sure to tune in again next week for another great story. Jesse Jameson and Friends is heard every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Jesse Jameson and Friends is a proud presentation of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. All rights reserved.